Are your weight loss goals realistic? In today's episode, I'm gonna talk about how to determine whether or not your weight loss goals are realistic for you and how to set realistic goals that you can achieve. Hi, I'm Lesha Holzaffel, and you're listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast, a podcast for moms who are ready to lose the weight they want without gaining it back by learning the holistic approach to nutrition and how our brains determine our long-term success. Welcome to the Fit Mom Squad. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Lesha, and today I'm doing a solo episode talking about unrealistic goals. So I decided to do this because I was on vacation in Florida That is why I have not put out a podcast episode in a few weeks, just in case you're an avid listener and you were wondering. And when I came back, it was like the weekend. We came back on a Friday. So it was like, you know, Monday, getting back into the things. And I found myself setting some pretty unrealistic goals for the week. Like I started thinking about like, okay, well, you know, I was in Florida, so we were enjoying drinks every day. And I was like, I gained a few pounds from just water weight. And so I'm like, okay, so I need to like lose five pounds and I'm going to work out every day because I didn't get a chance to work out every day on vacation. And I should probably do some fasts and this and that. I started like naming all these things that I should do. And then I thought to myself, whoa, wait, like hold on a second. Why am I wanting to do all of these things? Why am I setting myself up to achieve all these unrealistic goals for one week? And I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? I'm doing exactly the same thing that my clients do, the exactly same thing that most women do when it comes to setting goals, especially when it's a Monday, right? So maybe this is you. Maybe you had a weekend where you ate too much. So you decide that you're going to make up for it like diet starts Monday. So once Monday comes around, you're getting serious. All right. So you're first maybe going to do a long fast to make up for what you ate. Right. So, you know, you're hoping that it's going to make up for it. Or you say you're going to completely stop snacking or you're going to exercise every day, even though you don't ever exercise ever, but all of a sudden you're going to become an athlete and you said all these things for yourself because Monday, right? Motivation Monday. And then Monday comes along and you're good. You're going for it. But by Wednesday, something happens. You get busy. Your kid gets sick. Work is stressful and you end up caving in. You mess up. You don't work out. You're like, okay, I already messed up. I already ruined the week. I might as well just whatever and not even worry about it for the rest of the week. And I will start back up on Monday. Does this sound like you? Because if it does, I'm here to tell you that you're not the only one. And I used to do this all the time and I still struggle with it. Hence, I just did it last weekend. So I want to talk about today what happens when we set unrealistic goals And what happens when we set realistic goals and how to set goals that are actually realistic, but yet challenging. So we're not talking about, you know, not even concerning, not even thinking about what our goals should be. 
as far as how hard or easy they are, that we're only doing things that are easy and we're not aiming for high things. But I also think that there are some goals that are really hard for us to reach and there's a reason why we end up failing and giving up and quitting. And we say things like, see, I can't do this. I can't lose weight. It's so hard for me. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just meant to be overweight. Blah, blah, blah. I have no motivation, no willpower, which I talked about before. Willpower doesn't work. Willpower is fleeting. And so is motivation. So then we end up just eating all the things, self-loathing, all the things, waiting for the next Monday. Now, why does this happen? This is because we're setting, we're trying to make such big changes at once and our brains don't like change. Okay, I talk a lot about inside my program, BSB Tribe, and on this podcast is Everything goes back to the brain. To understand why we struggle with certain things, we have to know brain science, okay? So our brains like old routines and comfortable habits. It's a survival instinct, okay? And our brains want to keep us safe. So doing that is just repeating things that we do over and over again because change is not safe, all right? So What we do is when we make huge changes or big changes, we're freaking our brains out and they rebel against us because like, what are you doing? We're not used to this. This is not cool. And that's why it's so hard for us to adapt huge changes at once. So my methodology and what I teach is a process called like sneaking up on your brain. All right, so when we sneak up on our brains, we're making small changes, creating tiny habits, building momentum, and letting our brains know it's okay that we're doing these things, letting our brains get used to these new little small changes, and then our brain's like, oh, okay, well, this is a little different, but it's not too drastic. I'm fine with this. I'm cool. Let's go for it. And then you get used to it and you build those habits and then you have momentum and you build confidence. More success comes when you start slow versus having these huge goals that you're setting yourself up to fail because you know that they're way outside of what you're capable of. All right. And I want to stop here and say that That doesn't mean that you shouldn't set big, hairy, scary goals. I do that all the time. I do that in my business. I do that in my personal life. But those are like long-term goals, all right? So when you join my program, I have you fill out a questionnaire and I have you set your 90-day goals. And that would be the big, hairy, scary goal. Like how much weight do you want to lose? How do you want to look? How do you want to feel What's your goal here for transformation? That is the big goal, all right? And then we work back and we break that down. And how do you do, what do you do every week to achieve that, all right? So I like to compare it to teaching your kids how to ride a bike. So if you're a mom listening to the show, you you know, I assume you have kids and I don't know what ages they are, but when, just think back when you learned how to ride a bike, or if you have a child that you're teaching how to ride a bike, do you, when you taught them how to ride a bike, did you just put them on a bike, slap a helmet on their head, and then just push them down the hill? I hope not. And if you did, you're a terrible mom. I'm sorry. 
No, I, I'm trying not to judge, but that's just awful. <laughs> no, probably not, right? So what we do when we're teaching kids to ride bikes is we first start slow, all right? We first maybe start with a balance bike. So we're actually in the process of teaching our five-year-old how to ride a bike. And it's about been over six months now that she's had a balance bike. So my husband bought a balance bike just so she can learn how to balance. She got used to that and then we switched her over to a bike with training wheels. So now she's getting used to that, right? She's doing circles all over the driveway, all the things. Then once she gets used to that and she's like totally comfortable with that, we're gonna take the training wheels off and guide her and then let her build the confidence in her ability to ride before we kind of let her go on her own, right? And that is the same thing with weight loss. And a lot of women don't realize that weight loss is a skill. Many people don't think of losing weight as a skill, but it is. Getting healthy and fit is a skill just like any other skill, right? You have to learn, you have to start slow, you have to adapt, you have to establish routines, you have to establish what works, what doesn't, you have to try things, you have to build momentum, build confidence before you are an expert, before you're good at it. So the only people that are good at this skill are obviously people that have lost weight, have maintained it, educated themselves or studied nutrition and fitness and applied it to their everyday lives, all right? That's why it's skills. You can learn these skills, okay? So if you have no knowledge about nutrition, health, or fitness, how can you expect to reach your weight loss goals so quickly? You can't because you've never done this before. You don't know what you're doing. This is not your area of expertise, right? You are like that child that does not know how to ride a bike and you're jumping from not even getting the balance bike or the training wheels. You're just going on there. You're going on the bike and you're just like making someone push you down the hill when you said things like, I want to lose five pounds this week. I'm going to start working out every day, even though I've never worked out in my life. I'm going to cut all these foods out. I'm going to clean out my pantry. No more junk food, no more eating out, nothing. When like, you know nothing about how that process works. Okay. So I want you to know that I want you to start thinking of weight loss as a skill. And with skills, so how do you learn things, all right? So there's two options to learn things. You can either invest in help, all right? So that's the quick way. So that's like investing in a program, you know, joining my program or joining any other program, hiring a coach, that kind of thing. Or you can do trial and error and learn by yourself. So it depends on where you're at in life, right? Some people like to do the trial and error. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes, it takes longer, Yes, you're making more mistakes, but if that's the route that you want to go, you're, you know, that's your choice. But those are the two ways that you can get good at that, at the weight loss being a skill. Okay. So when it comes to setting realistic goals, what should you do instead? So you know, you don't want to set big, crazy goals weekly that you know are going to be hard for you to achieve, especially based on your current lifestyle you know that you have to set goals that actually are maintainable for you, yet challenging, but things that you can do so you don't set yourself up to fail, 
right away from the get-go. So how do we do the opposite? How do we set smaller yet challenging goals? So this is what I do, right, with my clients. We have that 90-day goal of like our big, hairy, scary, audacious goal, like how much weight do we want to lose? What size do we want to be? All the things. And then I have them break it down to the months and then the weeks. So how do you, how are you going to get there? What is it that you're going to do? If you were to reach that goal, what would your future self tell you to do? So if you fast forward to yourself, your future self here, just play along with me and she's lost the weight and she's fit and she's loving life. She feels good. What would she tell you that she did to get there? All right. So this is what you have to start thinking about. And then you go from there. So it's called beginning with the end in mind. All right. And then you want to start with the lowest hanging fruit. So I help my clients think, what is the lowest hanging fruit? What is the easiest thing that you can do to get closer to your goal? So each week, what we do inside our group channel is I ask my clients to tell me three small things that they're going to do this week to get closer to their goals. All right. So it's never, I'm going to go through some examples of what they say and some things that I would encourage you to start adapting. But these, it's easy because it's just three small things. All right. And once we get the hang of those, then we can either make them bigger or larger or, you know, longer, whatever it is that you want to do or build up on them. But I always start with three small things. So here are some examples that I'm going to go through of what that would look like. Some of the things my clients say, some of the things that I recommend that you start adjusting rather than making some crazy things about losing X amount of pounds or working X amount of times or X amount of hours a week. So some examples would be like packing three lunches out of five. So if I have a client that eats out all the time, right? And she tends to eat out every day during the week, during her work week. One of her small changes could be, I'm going to pack three of my lunches this week and only eat out twice, all right? So that is a small goal that is like achievable. She's not going from eating out every single day to saying no more takeout, right? That's a big change for her brain. She's saying three lunches, I can do three lunches, okay? Another example would be taking a walk around my building at work during lunch break. So again, she's not saying over here, I'm going to be on the treadmill for two hours every day during my lunch, even though nobody gets a two hour lunch break. But I guess if you're working at home, you can make your own lunch breaks, right? No, she's saying I'm going to walk around my building. Or in this case, you know, nowadays you're going to walk around the block of your neighborhood. Okay, whatever it is. Limit snacking to four days instead of seven. A lot of women, a lot of my clients struggle with snacking. With snacking, there's two parts. I truly believe that snacking is a habit, okay? And I teach habits inside BSB Tribe because usually you should be, I do teach that you should be eating your food within your meals and you don't really need to snack unless you can't you know, eat for whatever reason or you're on the go or you know, you're exercising a lot, so you need that extra calorie intake to sustain muscle growth or stuff like that, 
I do not, I think that snacking is a habit. But let's say you are in the habit of snacking, okay? And you snack every single day of the week. An unrealistic goal would be, okay, I am going to completely stop snacking this week, okay? That's unrealistic. A realistic goal would be, I'm going to limit my snacking to four days instead of seven, all right? Another realistic goal that my client says, like, I'm gonna stop eating after seven during the work week, so Monday through Friday. Or I'm gonna get up 15 minutes early to get some movement in before work. It's 15 minutes, right? They're not saying, she's not saying, I'm gonna get up at 5 a.m. and have a whole crazy morning routine, which is awesome, and I like, I love doing that. But when you are always sleeping in and you never get up, it's gonna be very hard for you to just start doing that. So that's why just getting up 15 minutes earlier is building that momentum is going to help you, okay? And then the last realistic goal that I wanna talk about is writing down what you're going to eat for dinners instead of going through drive through So a lot of my clients have a hard time with meal planning and planning what they're gonna eat and just being in a rush and after work and everything and not knowing what to make for dinner. So they end up going through the drive-thru. So what I say is, okay, what can you do? How can you plan your dinners ahead of time? Or maybe how many days a week can you plan what you're going to eat or have it pre-planned, um, have the groceries ready or meal plan or whatever. So you're less likely to go to the drive-thru. So make maybe from going five days to the drive-thru, you're now only going two or three because you've wrote down what you're gonna eat ahead of time, okay? So notice there's nothing about losing five pounds in these realisticals, and there's nothing about working out for hours each day, right? We want to start with small goals, build momentum and confidence with yourself, and start habit stacking. And if you're not familiar with habit stacking, I would check out BJ Fogg's book called Tiny Habits, and he talks about habit stacking. It's starting one little habit, and then once you've adapted to that, adding another one right after that, or another one after this. So it's like prompts, it's like trigger. After I get up, I will turn off the alarm, brush my teeth, put on my shoes, and drink 30 ounces of water, and go do 20 push-ups. That is habit stacking. All of these things, all those little things are habits, okay? And our brain loves routine and habits. But again, if it's too drastic of a change, you're gonna freak your brain out. So you wanna go slowly, okay? So let's recap. Setting unrealistic goals for weight loss will cause you to fail, give up, quit, beat yourself up, and be stuck on the never-ending diet starts Monday roller coaster. We want you to have big goals for yourself when it comes to weight loss, but when it comes to weekly goals and what you're gonna do week by week, I want them to be small for you. I want them to be small yet challenging. I want them to be something that matters that you can build up on that's not gonna overwhelm you and stress you out, okay? So I wanna know your thoughts. I want you to DM me on Instagram at BSB Tribe and let me know what three small changes you're going to make for this upcoming week for yourself. 
easy but challenging things that you can do that will help you on your health and fitness journey, all right? So come share them with me. I want to cheer you on and I will see you here next time. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave me a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media. Don't forget to tag me at BSB Tribe. If you want even more resources, make sure to go to www.bsbtribe.com and head on over to a private community on Facebook, Fit Mom Squad, so that you can get connected with other moms who are crushing their health goals. I can't wait to see you on the inside. Until next time, keep focused on your goals, mama.